So the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the, the source of all rasa, of all relationships. The living entities in the material world are searching for that rasa, but they're finding only temporary relationships in the material world and therefore become disappointed by being separated from them or by the relationships not being fulfilling. And therefore in the 10th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Shukadev Goswami says, Yene Ramindaksha Vamuktamaninas Toyasta Bhavada Vashuddha Buddhaya Arruya Krishna Paramparam Tata Patantito Nadrita Yushparangraya. And that is until one awakens one's eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. What other, whatever other situation one makes for him or herself in the material world will not be satisfying. Even merging into the impersonal Brahman will not be satisfying, even though it's beyond the three modes of material nature. Eventually one falls down from that situation as well as all other imagined types of liberation in this material world. Narada Muni says in the fifth chapter of the Bhagavatam, Naishkarmyam apyachuta bhava varjitam nashobate jnanam alam niranjanam kutakunaste bhagavanu darshanam. Naishkarmyam apyachuta bhava varjitam. Even if one's engaged in self realization and has been able to detach oneself from the psychological body and the material body and has realized his or her own self, the self becoming aware of itself. If one is not engaged in devotional service, then that realization of one's being beyond the three modes of material nature is not sufficient. In fact, even though it's a it's beyond the modes, it's without fruit of activity. It's still not aesthetically pleasing. Nashobate, it's not beautiful. What to speak of materialistic activities, which are simply entangling and they're nasty. Jaganya Gunavritista, Krishna says in the material world, one's dragged down to the most abominable situation. Jaganya Gunavritista. So everyone's searching for that eternal relationship. And because Krishna is everything in this material world, even the external energy, the energy and the energetic are the same, actually. They're part of the same personality. But it's not fulfilling the relationships we find here. So the importance of hearing about Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and all of his different avatars, is the way to reawaken one's relationship with Krishna. The question is asked by the sages at Naimasaranya, how will people become satisfied? 
how will they become freed from the influence of the age of Kali? That's in the first chapter. When the sages gather at Naimasharanya. And in the second chapter, Sudha Goswami answers that these people of Kali Yuga, if they hear about Krishna from the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the incarnation of the Lord, then the dirty things within the heart will become cleansed. And one will <clears throat> awaken one's attraction for the Lord. And as one goes on hearing, one naturally develops a relationship with the Supreme Personality of God simply by hearing. So the essential factor of bhakti is to hear about the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his devotees. Of course, we hear Krishna's instructions also. For instance, we hear the Bhagavad Gita, in which Krishna tells us about how we're entangled in the material world, how it is that the three modes of material nature are a matrix that entangle us in fruit of activities, life after life. And that by our entanglement, we're perpetually stuck in this cycle of birth and death. And it's impossible to get out of unless one comes to surrender to Krishna. Krishna says at the end of the Bhagavad Gita, Sarvadharman Paritya just surrender to me, give up all other conceptions of how to rescue oneself from this material world. And in the beginning of the Bhagavatam, we hear that the Bhagavatam is presenting the direct process of devotional service. And there's no consideration of doing religious uh, rituals in order to enjoy material life. This is the perfection of life, pure devotional service. From the 11th canto, we hear that if one performs this kind of pure devotional service, beginning with Shravanam Kirtanam in the association of devotees, then if one runs in devotional service with one's eyes closed, one will never slip and fall. It's such a powerful process because one's directly worshiping Krishna through this process. So the devotees who are serious about advancing in devotional service dedicate themselves to hearing, and this is the mainstay of their practice. Those who are serious about devotional service are fortified by knowledge and detachment that they get from taking shelter of the, the Shastra and hearing and serving Krishna. So we've been hearing about Lord Ramachandra through the Ramayan, and it's also something that has been the topic of Lord Ramachandra and all the incarnations of the Lord is something that all the devotees, the great acharyas we hear throughout the Srimad Bhagavatam ask about. They want to know about the avatars. And what is, how is it the Lord comes to this world? What kind of pastimes does he perform while he's here? And then as we study the science further, we come to understand the, the, the various qualities 
of these incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Of course, as is explained in the very beginning of the Bhagavatam, in the third chapter, Krishna is to Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the fountainhead of all the other incarnations, including Lord Ramachandra, Lord Nishingadev, Vamanadev, and all the uh, myriad incarnations that um, <clears throat> Shukadev says are just like waves on the ocean. They're coming one after another perpetually. And Krishna is the, the source of all of them. So what are the qualitative differences between these various incarnations? We heard this morning from the Brahma Samhita, Departure eva hita santanama bipetya dipayate vrabhita hetu samana dharma. Yes, tadra geva hita vishnu chaya vipati govindamadi purusham damaham bhajami. There's one original source of all the forms of Godhead, and they emanate from, yeah, they come from one original source, and just like there's an original candle that can light many other candles. So understanding the intricacies of the science of these various incarnations of the Lord um, are meant to capture our minds. And the more that we understand the details of this science and hear about the qualities of these incarnations of the Lord, the more we become attracted. And as we become attracted, the, we enter into a relationship, the, the more we become detached from matter and the attachment that is holding us into the, the material world. So the Goswamis in our line, Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, uh, especially um, Rupa Goswami were known as Rupanugas and Sanatana Goswami as the spiritual master of Rupa Goswami, have written about the qualitative features of the various incarnations of the Lord. So, as an example, Rupa Goswami in the Lagu Bhagavatamrita writes about uh, Lord Ramachandra. And he describes that there are three manifestations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that are especially powerful and attractive. He names Lord Krishna, Lord Ram, and Lord Nishingadev. And Vaman is known, there you have four, as the most beautiful and attractive. And then he gives more details about the difference between, uh, the differences between these various manifestations of the Lord. So here from the Laghu Bhagavatam Rita, in part one, chapter five, text 41 through 42, Rupa Goswami writes, in part four of the Vishnu Purana, Maitreya asked this question. After Vishnu killed Hiranyakashipu and later Ravana, the jiva who had taken birth as those demons achieved facilities for material enjoyment even the demigods cannot attain. Why in those circumstances did he not achieve the liberation of merging into the eternal Lord Hari as he did after he took birth as Shishupal? who was killed by the Lord. Purport, the Sayuja in this verse refers not to the imaginary obliteration of individual existence and merging into the Supreme, but rather to Saha Yoga, a union of intimate cooperation 
Even the Shrutis sometimes use the word Sayuja to mean close connection rather than complete merging. For example, in the Maha Narayan Upanishad, quote, one who dies during the sun's movement toward the south achieves only the greatness of the pittas and enters into the moon as his destination. Maitreya is curious to know why Hiranyakashipu and Ravana did not achieve liberation when they were killed by the Supreme Lord, whereas Shishupal achieved it at once. Hiranyakashipu, Ravana, and Shishupal are three appearances of the same Vaikuntha gatekeeper Jai, while Nishingadev, Ramachandra, and Krishna are three appearances of the same personality of Godhead. Does this occurrence provide evidence of a measurable hierarchy of essential identity and personal qualities among these three para-avasta rupas of the Supreme Person? Sri Parashra answered, to kill the king of the demons, he who is the creator, maintainer, and destroyer of all the worlds revealed his unparalleled form of Nishringa. At that time, Hiranyakashipu did not realize that Nishringa was Vishnu, thinking that, his pow that this powerful being had accumulated heaps of extremely pious credits. Hiranyakashipu focused his attention on him under the strong impulsion of the mode of passion. By concentrating his mind on the Lord in this way, while the Lord killed him in his next life as ten-headed Ravana, Hiranyakashipu was only given facilities for material enjoyment that are unequaled in the three worlds. So the point is that when being killed by Lord Ram or Lord Nishingadev, and he moves on in the next uh, 44, I'll just let it unfold naturally. Because of Hiranyakashipu's bewilderment, his mind did not actually take shelter of and unite with the personality of Godhead the supreme absolute truth without beginning, beginning or end. Text 45, then in his next life as Ravana, under the sway of Cupid, he became obsessed with Janaki. Thus, although he saw the Lord in his form as the son of Dasharat, he failed to become spiritually attracted to him or to realize here is the infallible Lord. Instead, he conceived of him as an ordinary human, and again he obtained diminished results from dying at Lord Achuta's hands. He next take, took birth as Shishupal in the glorious world-renowned family of the kings of Chedi and enjoyed unimpeded power. So uh, here again, why was this demoniac individual not given liberation when he was killed a second time by the Lord as Ram, who is also Krishna himself? Because again, and the specific relationship with the Lord that results in liberation did not become manifest. Ten-headed Ravana was enchanted by the divine goddess of fortune, but unfortunately he, couldn't, he could see her only as an extremely attractive woman without knowing that she was the wife of the Supreme Lord. Ravana had the rare opportunity to see Lord Krishna in his form as Sri Dasharati, but thinking the Lord's birth in a royal family a result of good karma, he again considered him a finite creature. Ravana failed to recognize infallible Vishnu, the greatest of lords, personally endowed with all eternal excellences. 
Therefore, he could not develop sufficient attraction to qualify for liberation. When Ravana's wife scolded him for insisting on opposing Lord Ram, Ravana disclosed that he theoretically understood the Lord's glories. This superficial knowledge, however, could not gain him liberation absent the ingredient of intense attraction. Therefore, when Ravana died from the arrow shot by Lord Ram, he again only attained great material opulence in his next life. From being killed personally by the Supreme Lord, Ravana took his next birth in the most powerful royal family of the Chedis. The reward for seeing, that's as Shishupal, the reward for seeing the personality of Godhead, even with clouded vision, while dying at his hands, is wealth and power greater than that of the demigods in heaven, as is confirmed in the Vedanta Sutras. Liberation does not come from seeing the Supreme with ordinary vision, just as it does not come simply from dying. The result of seeing the Supreme with ordinary vision is elevation to higher worlds. This sutra sheds light on why some unenlightened persons can see the Supreme Lord when he incarnates and why many who see him do not get liberation. Paraphrasing the sutra, the Narayana Tantra states, Samanya darshana loka muktir yogatma darshanat. By seeing the Supreme with ordinary vision, one attains higher planets, but by seeing him in the proper way, one attains liberation. I hope that, that you're all relishing this and following it. It gets sweeter as it goes. Next verse is 46. As Shishupal, he found cause to chant all of all the Supreme Lord's names with his mind absorbed incessantly in the Lord after several lifetimes of hatred, he uttered all his names to criticize, scold, and otherwise abuse him. Whether Shishupal was walking, eating, bathing, sitting, sleeping, or doing anything else, his deep-seated envy caused his heart and mind to be inescapably absorbed in the image of the Lord's form. He saw that the Lord had eyes as perfectly beautiful as fully blossomed lotus petals, that he wore a brilliantly effulgent yellow garment, that a spotlessly beautiful helmet decorated his head, and that ornaments graced his four, his four glorious stout arms, which he held, with which he held a conch, disc, club, and lotus. Purport, when he appears, Sri Krishna, the Swayamrupa, constantly manifests the specific potency of enchantment that leads to liberation. En enchantment that leads to liberation. Enchantment that leads to liberation. Thus Shishupal fully absorbed his mind in Krishna, and when Krishna killed him with his Sudarshana disc, he finally obtained liberation. Krishna's enchantment potency becomes manifest primarily in two ways. Through the charm of his names and the beauty of his transcendental body. Shishupal chanted Krishna's names many times, describing him as Daityari, the killer of his enemies, and Pundarikaksha, the lotus-eyed attractor, and Sharangi, the wielder of the bow Sharanga, as Garuda Vahana, the master of his Garuda carrier, and as Vasudev, the son of Vasudev. By the potency of these names, Shishupal became aware that Krishna was Lord Vishnu 
his ancient enemy. His mind was fixed in the hatred he had harbored for three lifetimes, and thus Krishna's names flowed continuously through his heart and often from his tongue with condemnation and scorn. Thus he became totally absorbed in, his, in this meditation. Attracted by the charm of Krishna's names and, boldly, and bodily form, Shushupal could not remove the image of his beauty from his mind for a moment. 47. Thus, as Shishupal called out Krishna's names in anger and fixed his attention upon him from the halo of rays emanating from the disk the Lord hurled to kill him, Shishupal could finally see that the personality of Godhead and the infallible brilliance of his personal form were the supreme absolute truth. This sight rid Shishupal of the contamination of his enmity towards the Lord. At that moment, 48, the Supreme Lord's disc quickly dispatched him and all his accumulated sins were burned away by his remembering the Lord. The Lord finished Shishupal's material existence and Shishupal merged into the Lord. Purport, all of Shishupal's sins were burned away by his chanting of Krishna's names and meditating intently on Krishna's form, even in hatred. Shishupal obtained prema and realized Krishna's actual position by virtue of the auspicious influence of Krishna's Sudarshan chakra rushing toward him. In that moment, Shishupal acquired all the assets of spiritual practice, and so Krishna personally brought him close to his transcendental body. The liberation Shishupal attained was not in personal merging, but connection with the Lord in personal service. The word laya means not only dissolution, merging with the Lord is considered to be a kind of dissolution, but also closeness, according to the Haima Kosh Dictionary. So he concludes, now I've explained the whole situation to you. Certainly he is the Supreme Personality of God. And upon those who describe and remember him, even in a mood of hatred, he bestows a fruit rarely obtained by demigods, asuras, and other superhuman beings. What to speak then of his reciprocation with those who have true devotion for him. So this is in the context of the pastime of Lord Ram, because Jain Vijay, of course, uh, took three births as Hiranyaka, Hiranyakashipu, and then as uh, Ravana Kumbhakarna, and then finally as Dantabakra and Shishupal. And we, we hear in the context of this explanation by Rupa Goswami, the uh, qualities of the same Supreme Personality of Godhead in his various manifestations. Of course, when Hiranyakashipu was killed by Lord Nishingadev, he just thought, this is an amazing being. He must have done a lot of, <laughs> he must have done a lot of tapasya to get this much power. He wasn't thinking he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And similarly, uh, Ravana was not fully aware that he was being killed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But when Lord Krishna manifested his charm beauty and when Shishupal throughout his lifetime chanted the Lord's unparalleled names, he became purified enough so that in that last uh, millisecond before he was decapitated by the Sudarshan Chakra, that Lord Krishna so mercifully threw at his neck, uh, he attained closeness with the Lord 
because of that a feeling of appreciation for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So um, <clears throat> the devotees all have their individual attraction for a particular manifestation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And we know from the Chaitanya Charitamrita and the Chaitanya Bhagavat, in various instances, the uh, Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Chaitanya, uh, would uh, ask some of his devotees, who he knew were um, chanting Lord Ramachandra's name to chant Lord Krishna's name. Here in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Lila, chapter 15, one text starting with uh, 137, we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at, uh, at Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya's home. And he's uh, conversing with the devotees. And with each one of his devotees, he's recommending they worship the Lord in a particular way. Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, he tells, should uh, worship Jagannath, Baladev, and Subhadra. And uh, others, he's uh, saying, should worship the Ganges and so forth. And then we find here in text 137, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then embraced Murari Gupta and began to speak about his firm faith in devotional service. This was heard by all the devotees. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, previously I induced Murari Gupta again and again to be allured by Lord Krishna. I said to him, my dear Gupta, Lord Sri Krishna Virjendra Kumar is the supreme sweetness. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the origin of all incarnations and the source of everything. He is pure transcendental love itself, and he is the reservoir of all pleasure. Krishna is the reservoir of all transcendental qualities. He is like a mine of gems. He is expert at everything, very intelligent and sober, and he is the summit of all transcendental humors. His character is very sweet, and his pastimes are melodious. He is expert in intelligence, and thus he enjoys all his pastimes and mellows. I then requested Morari Gupta, worship Krishna and take shelter of him, but for his service, nothing appeals to the mind. In this way, he heard from me again and again. By my influence, his mind was a little converted. Murari Gupta then replied, I'm your servant, an order carrier. I have no independent existence. After this, Murari Gupta went home and spent the whole night thinking how he would have to give up the association of Raghunath, Lord Ramachandra. Thus, he was overwhelmed. Murari Gupta then began to pray at the lotus feet of Lord Ramachandra. He prayed that death would come that night because it was not possible for him to give up the service of the lotus feet of Raghunath. Thus, Morari Gupta cried the entire night. There was no rest for his mind. Therefore, he could not sleep, but stayed awake the entire night. In the morning, Morari Gupta came to see me. Catching hold of my feet and crying, he submitted an appeal. Raghunathera paya mui viche chon mata kadite na parimata mane pai vyata. Morari Gupta said, I have sold my head unto the lotus feet of Raghunath. 
I cannot withdraw my head, for that would give me too much pain. It is not possible for me to give up the service of Raghunath's lotus feet. At the same time, I do not, if I do not do so, I shall break your order. What can I do? In this way, Marari Gupta appealed to me, saying, You are all merciful, so kindly grant me this mercy. Let me die before you, so that all my doubts, let me die before you, so that all my doubts will be finished. Hearing this, Lord Chaitanya speaking, I became very happy. I then raised Marari Gupta and embraced him. I said to him, All glories to you, Marari Gupta. Your method of worship is very firmly fixed, so much so that even upon my request, your mind did not turn. The servitor must have love and affection for the lotus feet of the Lord exactly like this. Even if the Lord wants separation, a devotee cannot abandon the shelter of his lotus feet. Here's the purport. The word Prabhu, or Master, indicates that the Lord is to be continuously served by his devotee. The original Prabhu is the Lord, Sri Krishna. Nonetheless, there are many devotees attached to Lord Ramachandra, and Marari Gupta is a vivid example of such unalloyed devotion. He never agreed to give up Lord Ramachandra's worship, not even upon Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's request. Such is the chastity of devotional service as stated in the Antyalila of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. She Bhakta Dhanya Je Na Chari Prabhura Charana She Prabhu Dhanya Je Na Chari Nija Jana Dur Daive Se Bhakjari Jaya Anyastane She Takura Dhanya Tare Chule Dhari Ane In a firm relationship with the Lord, the devotee does not give up the Lord's service under any circumstance. As far as the Lord himself is concerned, if the devotee chooses to leave, the Lord brings him back again, dragging him by the hair. Just to test your firm faith in your Lord, I requested you again and again to change your worship from Lord Ramachandra to Lord Krishna. In this way, I congratulated Marari Gupta, saying, Indeed, you are the incarnation of Hanuman. Consequently, you are the eternal servant of Lord Ramachandra. Why should you give up the worship of Lord Ramachandra and his lotus feet? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued, I accept this Marari Gupta as my life and soul. When I hear of his humility, it perturbs my very life. So this is... Uh, one of the indications of somebody's permanent relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And now we'll hear the opposite. And that is from the Brihat Bhagavatamrita. We're hearing about the adventures of Gopu Kumar, who, upon receiving a mantra from his guru, chants the mantra, not knowing exactly what it is, but the mantra compels him on his path back to Goloka Vrindavan, where he'll meet his eternal Lord, uh, Madan Gopal, in his relationship with Krishna as a cowherd boy, 
So we find that Gopal Kumar, as he makes his way through the various um, the holy doms, is, uh, meets many different forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And here he's about to meet Lord Ramachandra. And as he is, approaches, we'll see that Lord Ramachandra recognizes him as a resident of the spiritual world, uh, and especially of Raj. Now, Gopal Kumar, at this point in the Bhagavatamrita, which is a part two, the glories of Goloka, and we're in chapter four, our text number 84, has just been in Vaikuntha. And he, uh, in Vaikuntha, had a very interesting relationship with Lord Narayan because Lord Narayan sometimes couldn't maintain two hands in association with Gopal Kumar. I couldn't maintain having four hands. It would manifest two hands by the powerful influence of the love of Gopal Kumar for Krishna. And now uh, Narada is advising him to go to meet Lord Ramachandra in Ayodhya, a part of Vaikuntha. So he says, but I could find no pretext on which to bring you to my abode, dear brother, and still follow the timeless laws that I had myself created. Um, oops. Oh, okay. I marked it in a different place. Sorry. That's uh, chapter four, text number 249. In any case, the Lord has gone somewhere. So this is uh, Narda speaking to Gopal Kumar, he says, the Lord has gone somewhere in Vaikuntha. Bestow his favor on one of his great devotees. Since you will be unable to tolerate having to wait for him, now is the best time for you to go. And he's telling him to go to Ayodhya. Sri Gopal Kumar said, overjoyed at hearing this, I bowed down repeatedly to Sri Narada, took his blessings, and set out remembering his instructions. The Sanatana Goswami's commentary, after leaving for Ayodhya, Gopal Kumar followed Narada's instructions about remembering Lord Ramachandra's glories by chanting, O husband of Sita, Raghunath, elder brother of Lakshman, O Lord, dear master of Sri Hanuman. Text 251. Yeah, it's chapter 4, 251, from uh, part 2, The Glories of Goloka. Anyway, you might not have that, so it's okay. After traveling a long way, I saw some forest monkeys restlessly jumping here and there and shouting, Ram, Ram. As I proceeded, they gathered around me and tried to grab my flute from my hand. Then I saw some humans who were even more beautiful than the associates of the Lord of Vaikuntha. Commentary, those monkeys were grabbing at Gopal Kumar's flute either because they could not bear someone's being a devotee of any other Lord than Sri Raghunath, or because they were extremely attracted to the flute. After Gopal Kumar walked a short distance with the monkeys, he saw some human associates of Lord Ramachandra. They appeared more beautiful than any other servants of the Lord he had ever seen, including the four-handed residents of Vaikuntha, who were blessed with the perfection of Sarupya, having bodily forms like that of Sri Narayan. Is everyone okay? You can just give me a thumbs up if I see anybody's picture. Yes, okay, I'm okay. 
nobody had the cameras on. I can't see anybody, but in any case, you're gooped up, you're hidden. All right, are you all okay? Two thumbs yeah. up? Okay, good. <laughs> Those men in behavior like the best of civilized persons could not tolerate my bowing down to them and showing other signs of respect. They brought me to the boundary of their city and through the main gate. So here we're here, Gopal Kumar entering into Ayodhya in the kingdom of Lord Ram. And so he's meeting the devotees, the monkeys first, and now he's meeting these other associates of Lord Ram. Commentary, both the humans and the monkeys escorted Gopal Kumar into Lord Ramachandra's city. When they reached the gateway, Gopal Kumar was so overwhelmed with ecstasy from seeing these associates of the Lord that he could not enter on his own strength, but only with their help. Lord Ramachandra must have sent these devotees out of the city to meet Gopal Kumar, because without their Lord's order, such devotees exclusively dedicated to the rasa found at his lotus feet would never have ventured so far away. Gopal Kumar could not behave with the men he saw the same way as with the residents of Vaikuntha because these devotees of Lord Ramachandra did not allow him to show any respect. They were just like the best of Aryans in their behavior, the very, very modest and considerate to everyone. Indeed, the civilized Aryans have learned many of their standards of conduct from the devotees of Lord Rama. Text uh, 254. There before me, I saw Bharat with Shatrugna, seated comfortably with monkeys like Sugriva, Angara, and Jambavan, and surrounded by many handsome men. Thinking Bharata to be Ramachandra, Lord of the Rahus, I recited prayers addressed to that Lord. But Bharata covered his ears and repeatedly forbade me to continue, saying, I am only a servant. Gopal Kumar greeted Bharata with prayers suitable for Lord Ramachandra. All glories to you, great king, emperor of all emperors. Sri Raghavendra, darling of Janaki. Bharat was shocked to hear such praise. He covered both ears with his hands and exclaimed, I am just his servant. Because Lord Bharat was sitting in a fabulous royal palace on a divine lion throne, attended by many principal servants of Lord Ramachandra and by other residents of Ayodhya, it was easy for Gopakumar to mistake Lord Bharat for Lord Ram. Moreover, Bharat's beauty and dress were just like Ram's. And because Bharat is a plenary portion of the personality of Godhead, his wife is a plenary portion of the goddess Lakshmi. So she appeared just like Mother Sita. And Shatrugna, who stood by Bharat's throne, looked not much different from Lakshmana. Afraid, I stood motionless with joined palms before Lord Bharat. Hanuman then quickly made me leave that place and enter the inner precincts of the city where I saw the most amazing sight, the Supreme Lord in his form as the best of human beings. He sat comfortably on a royal throne in the best of palaces, a palace full in all charming attractions. Happy and marked with all the signs of a great personage, personage, personage. He seemed somewhat like Lord Narayan. 
commentary, Lord Ramachandra's face beamed with satisfaction and his body showed all the marks of a perfect person that are set forth in scripture, such as an expansive chest and neck like a bull's and mighty arms as broad as the trunk of a shala tree. His youthfulness, his ornaments, and the exquisite shape of his limbs made him look much like the Lord of Vaikuntha. But certain especially attractive features distinguished him from that Lord. His hand was adorned with a bow. His glances were delightfully modest and humble, playing the role of a perfect king he followed all the prescribed rules of religious behavior. Purport. Lord Ramachandra is even more beautifully attractive than Lord Narayan. He has two arms. He is the best of bowmen. And his own unique way, in his own unique way, he is the best protector of the citizens of his kingdom. He strictly adheres to the Vedic principles of civilized conduct. I was bewildered by, that over, by the overflowing ecstasy of his darshan, and I fell down before him as if offering prostrate obeisances. My confusion thus robbed me of the supreme benefit of seeing him. But then, by his mercy, I was able to stand up again and see him clearly. Commentary, the personality of God is the supreme goal of, in all endeavors of human existence. Since even the most sublime endeavor of pure devotion, he is the goal. In the most sublime endeavor of pure devotion, he is the goal. He awards such devotion to his surrendered devotees. Sri Hanuman left me, pulled back by his own regular service, and in a single jump went to join his Lord. On the left of the Lord, pleasing him with her service, stood his dear counterpart, Sita, and on his other side, his younger brother, Lakshmana. Commentary. Leaving Gopakumar at the very spot where he had fallen to the ground, Hanuman went to the side of Lord Ramachandra by jumping as monkeys generally do. Hanuman was drawn back to his Lord's side by the ecstatic attraction of eternal service. His desire, above all, was to do whatever would give his Lord the most pleasure. Although the sight of Lord Ramachandra is naturally blissful, when he is with his beloved Janaki, with Lakshmana, and with his best servant Hanuman, his beauty increases manyfold, and whoever sees him because, becomes immersed in the most exceptional ecstasy. This picture of Lord Ramachandra together with Sita, Lakshmana, and Hanuman depicts the Supreme Lord in his especially compassionate mood of reciprocating with his intimate servants. Sita Devi in particular is the perfectly compatible consort for Lord Ramachandra. And her beauty and other qualities excel even those of the goddess Lakshmi in Vaikuntha. Standing on the left side of the Lord, she displays such pastimes as offering him betel nut to chew. Sri Hanuman sometimes stood in front of the Lord, fanning him with excellent white chamras and singing his glories. And sometimes palms joined, he praised the Lord with wonderful prayers of his own composition. At one moment, he carried a white umbrella. At another, he massaged the Lord's lotus feet. And yet another, he did several kinds of service all at once. 
Amazingly, he was not in the least fatigued by all this. Commentary, Gopal Kumar saw Hanuman render several services at once, singing Lord Ramachandra's glories, fanning the Lord, reciting famous prayers, massaging his feet, and more. And even such simultaneous expenditures of energy didn't seem to tire Hanuman at all. Overwhelmed by the greatest joy, I bowed down again and again, saying, All glories, all glories. Then that soft-hearted Lord soothed me fully with the gentle nectar of his supremely impressive words. Commentary, Lord Ramachandra is extremely kind-hearted. His affectionate speech impressed Gopal Kumar more than anything he had ever heard before. The Supreme Lord said, My dear son of a cowherd, my best friend, well done, well done. By showing such affection, you have conquered me. Even with all this exertion, now just relax. You have made me, your dear friend, unhappy for long enough. Commentary. With these words, Lord Ramachandra congratulates Gopal Kumar for his victorious entrance into Ayodhya. The Lord repeats himself, sadhu, sadhu, to tell the extent of his joy. He assumes that the long journey must have been strenuous, so he asks Gopal Kumar simply to rest a while. And perhaps Gopal Kumar can remain in Ayodhya for an extended time. In any case, at least he should take a break from offering so many needless dandavats and prayers. These displays of reverence cause pain to the Lord, who considers Gopal Kumar a close friend. You see, in Vaikuntha, these kind of uh, displays of reverence were very much welcomed. In fact, when Gopal Kumar came there at first, and he was more casual, because he was seeing the Lord as, um, as Krishna, the, the residents of, of Vaikuntha, they cautioned him and said, no, 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 you can't do that here. Uh, this, this is not how you worship the Lord. But now we see, as we're uh, coming into a different realm where the Lord is worshipped in a different mood, that uh, Ramchandra is, uh, there's less reverence and uh, more uh, personal interaction with his devotees in, in a very sweet way. These displays of reverence cause pain to the Lord who considers Gopal Kumar a close friend. Please get up, get up, all good fortune to you. Give up this formal respect. Dear friend, I am always controlled by such pure love as yours. Commentary, when the Lord saw Gopal Kumar still standing respectfully, the Lord tried to pull him at e put him at ease by offering blessings. And when Gopal Kumar still offered obeisances, the Lord told him outright to stop being so formal. I am actually under your control, so how can I be an object of your reverence? Sri Gopal Kumar said, on the Lord's order, Hanuman then raised me from the ground and brought me by force to where the Lord was resting his sacred lotus feet. Commentary, after all the Lord's entreaties, Gopal Kumar, helplessly moved by transcendental joy, continued to bow down and pray to the Lord. Sri Raghunath thus had to order Hanuman to stop him physically. It then came to my mind that all my long-cherished desires had borne fruit beyond what I had ever hoped. And where else could I have achieved such perfection? Commentary, 
being treated so kindly by Lord Raghunath was the fulfillment of all the desires of Gopakumar, all the desires Gopakumar had ever had, and more, even than he had ever dreamed of. He had traveled throughout the material and spiritual universes, but he had never been so fully satisfied. I stayed there for some time, as before, in my own dress as a cowherd boy, and the fullness of bliss I tasted overwhelmed me. Commentary, just as he had served Lord Narayan for some time in Vaikuntha, fanning him and pushing his swing, Gopakumar now served Lord Ramachandra for some time in Ayodhya. But if Gopakumar's intention was to go to Dwarka, why did he stay in Ayodhya? It was because he was enchanted and forgot everything, intoxicated by natural ecstasy at the feet of Lord Ramachandra. I saw the unique pastimes of the divine lion of the Ragus, who was playing with the role of the king of kings, acting in strict accord with religious principles. Commentary. In a subtle way, Gopakumar now begins to express the dissatisfaction that will eventually compel him to find an even better abode of the Supreme Lord than Ayodhya. Lord Ramachandra acted just like a pious king of the world, obeying the rules and regulations of the Dharma Shastras. Gopakumar never saw him violate any religious principles. This implies that the Lord was not free to display the highest extreme of compassion for his devotees. But I did see, but I did not see the unique sweetness I had found within the varied playful pastimes of my worshipable deity's lotus feet, nor did I find his special mercy. Commentary, because of great respect for Sri Gop Gopal Dave, Gopakumar refers to him here by using the plural phrase Ishtadeva Padanam, referring to his feet rather than speaking his name. Lord Gopal has certain pastimes that Lord Ramachandra doesn't, like attracting the universe with the music of his flute and enchanting the gopis in various ways. Moreover, Gopakumar, in his private meditations, would have very friendly dealings with Madan Gopal, including exchanges of embraces and kisses. In contrast, Gopakumar's relationship with Lord Ramachandra was more formal. Thus, even there in Ayodhya, I seemed unhappy. But by hearing from Sri Hanuman, the glories of Sri Ramachandra's lotus feet, and by directly seeing Ram myself, I dispelled that mental distress. I imagined Lord Ramachandra to have all the qualities of my own worshipable deity. Commentary in Ayodhya, Gopakumar only seemed unhappy. Shokam Eva, Apnurvan. He only seemed unhappy <clears throat> because that apparent sorrow was a product of pure love for the Supreme Lord. It was, in fact, unalloyed transcendental ecstasy. By hearing Hanuman glorify Lord Ram's humility, simplicity, respectfulness, and other sublime qualities, Gopakumar would be struck with wonder. He would look upon Lord Ramachandra with great love, seeing him in the features and qualities of his own Madan Gopal. <clears throat> By the force of my previous spiritual practices, the land of Raja would impose itself upon my heart. I'll read that sentence again. It's very important. By the force of my previous spiritual practices, the land of Raja would impose itself 
upon my heart, along with a yearning for its special pastimes and mercy. When Sri Hanuman, the best of counselors, would notice this, he would save me by encouraging me with diverse, clever arguments. Commentary Gopal Kumar's versions of Lord Ramachandra as Lord Gopal would be short-lived, and he would hanker again for the sweet life of Rajabhumi. He would then feel disturbed and think about leaving Ayodhya. Hanuman detected these changes in Gopal Kumar's mood by the signs of disappointment on his face and would make all endeavors to quote-unquote save Gopal Kumar by keeping him in Ayodhya. Hanuman, an expert diplomat, knew how to advise Gopakumar in ways he was inclined to accept. So Gopakumar stayed for a long time without deciding to leave. Only Lord Ram could stop this cycle of discontent and appeasement. Finally, Sri Ram, whose heart is tender with unlimited compassion and who knows the mind of everyone in the world, consoled me with words of gentle affection. Go to Dwarka and be happy, he ordered, and he sent me off at once, together with the chief of the bears. Commentary. Had the Lord not personally asked him to go to Dwarka, Gopal Kumar would never have been able to leave Ayodhya. Lord Ram knew perfectly well that Gopal Kumar was a worshiper of Sri Madan Gopal, exclusively devoted to that Lord and uniquely qualified to attain him. Furthermore, Lord Ram understood that this was why Gopakumar was never completely satisfied in Ayodhya, even after tasting supreme ecstasy and even after being mercifully counseled by Hanuman. It was apparent that only going to Dwarka would make Gopakumar happy. The Supreme Lord rarely sends someone out of his abode, but this time he did so for the happiness of his devotee. He deputed Sri Jambavan, King of the Bears, to accompany Gopakumar on the way to Dwarka. Jambavan, being the grandfather of Samba, Lord Krishna's son, was an appropriate escort. Thus ends the fourth chapter of part two of Srila Sanatana Goswami's Brihat Bhagavatamrita entitled Vaikuntha, the spiritual kingdom. So we've witnessed how Marari Gupta was compelled by, or requested by Lord Chaitanya to worship Lord Krishna but he couldn't give up his attachment for Lord Ramachandra. And now, now we've heard how Gopal Kumar came to Ayodhya and worshipped Lord Ramachandra with all his heart that was compelled to move on to Dwarka, which, as we know, um, those of us who have studied Briyat Bhagavatam Rita would not be his final destination either. <laughs> Rajadam would be his final destination. So the devotees have a particular... Um, penchant for worshiping the Lord due to their um, eternal relationship with him or an inclination instilled upon their hearts by their previous association with great Vaishnavas. And now before I um, make any uh, concluding remarks or perhaps inspired by your uh, questions or your um, reflections, I will make concluding remarks. But first of all, I want to say that I dedicate this um, program tonight um, to Keshur Ben Patel, our uh, dearest Dalit Bhai Patel's mother, whom uh, Nirkula and I uh, went and visited 
um, more than a year ago, a little more than a year ago, today is the anniversary of her passing, and we, we visited her, uh, a more pious woman I have never met. Uh, she was, um, her external countenance was that of a, a fully dedicated person to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. She was such a humble and uh, welcoming soul. And um, although we only met her briefly, she left a deep impression on her heart. So we pray on this day that Lord Ramachandra and all his associates may um, bestow upon her their supreme mercy as um, we know that she's a great devotee of the Lord. Om Tat Sat. Hare Krishna. And now, uh, please ask some questions that will expand the uh, conversation and, uh, and put more insight into the points we've made so far. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Um, Ankit Vora Prabhu has posted some questions. And um, Ankit, you are on the call also. Would you like to ask them yourself or do you want me to read? You can unmute yourself. I've, I have given the privileges to all of you to unmute yourself. I, I see the question here. If Gopal Kumar, after traveling to higher and higher spiritual planets and finding the personality of God is sweeter and sweeter and more attractive than the previous case and still his heart being satisfied yet unsatisfied at the same time seems to be the example of Murari Gupta who being chased to a particular form of the Lord cannot give up service to that form. This part is confusing. It seems like he was attached to a particular form of the Lord and ultimately attained that destination. Please clarify. I don't understand the question. Maybe you can explain. Ankit, are you there? Are you unmuted? I think he he texted me and said my work my mic is working well. I think he meant not working well. Okay. Yeah. He also had a reflection. I think. Okay. Yeah. Shrimad Bhagavatam systematically builds the faith in the heart of a sadaka that the supreme personality of God is the only worthy object to direct our love, establishing that Krishna is the sweetest form of the Lord to direct our love. Uh, Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Yes. Uh, Krishna. Actually, my question is, um, when he's traveling from one uh, planet to another, uh, from Vaikuntha to other higher and higher planets, instead of getting attached to you know a particular form, um, uh, his heart is kind of uns uh, unsatisfied. Um, so uh, uh, that part is confusing. I mean, like... Uh, Could you ask the question? Ask a question. Just, I know what you said, but give one sentence with a question mark at the end. Mm, why he is not getting attached to a particular spiritual planet? Yes, he does become attached to a particular spiritual planet, which is Vrajadam. And you see at the culmination of the, of the book by Sanatana Goswami that when he comes to Vraja, then he never leaves. So that's uh, the, the, the lesson here, that although he has attraction, obviously, for all the different forms of the Lord that he visits, then there's something pulling him further, uh, coming to his re relationship with Madan Gopal in uh, Vrajadam, and that's why. Thank so you for his your question. Uh, so his spiritual practice uh, kind of uh, 
lead to that particular destination. We can say that, right? Yes, his spiritual practice does, and it's also his innate um, and um, definite uh, relationship with the Lord that compels him as well. Thank you, Ankit Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Good to hear your voice. Please go ahead. This is Manjula Kanta. Um, okay, Manjula and then uh, Deva Vrata. Um, so my, my question was, um, it's been on my mind two, three days, and then you brought it up in this discussion today. I was thinking that we, at this time of crisis, we're told, you know, pray to Lord Narshimha. Every time you're in difficulty, we think of the form of the Lord as the Lord Narshimha. And then we pray to him for safety. But then we, we also pray to Krishna as a central deity. And then we approach Radharani, which is his power potential, as, you know, a way of approaching him, you know, in a, in a easier way she's more accommodating we seem to have so many different forms we are approaching for different different reasons and yet we say with our philosophy that there's only one that's krishna and we want to approach krishna and go back home to goloka if could you explain how the connection works when we say oh but you're in difficulty you pray to lord narshimha he'll protect they're all krishna right so if you pray to ram he's also another form of the lord can you explain can you correct me in my thought why why only krishna then well, Krishna is the fountainhead of all the different incarnations of the Lord. In fact, there's a, a beautiful kund right past the Nishringa temple where the Lord used to play with his friends and uh, he would entertain them by manifesting the different incarnations like the tortoise and the fish and they, they all would laugh as he was manifesting them. So you could see that uh, both Lord Krishna, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they're the source of all other incarnations. So if someone comes and takes shelter of, of Lord Chaitanya, then uh, like Murari Gupta, Ramachandra is there also uh, within him. And um, then why this do we is called rasa because there's a different taste uh, from you know, appreciating various uh, forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Even in Vraja, um, they don't consider Krishna to be God but they worship Lord Narayan at home and they worship Shalagram Shila. They see that there, here's God and here's our child. There's a different a mood there completely. And of course, we find that uh, their interaction with Lord Nishringadev, as we talked about recently in Lord Chaitanya's pastimes, he's, he's there uh, protecting the devotees. And also we have that song we've been singing about how uh, Bhakti Vinod Thakur sings about how Lord Nishingadev will um, clear all obstacles so that he can worship Radha Krishna there in, in Vrindavan. So the, the Lord manifests in all these different forms and it increases the, the taste of, of the, the devotees in different ways. But there is a, a definite way in which, as I was pointing out here with these, in, these uh, examples, that the devotee has a, a stai, a, a, a a very stable and eternal relationship that is the primary relationship with um, his Ishta Deva, the, the, the form of the Lord that is uh, most attractive to him, his worshipable deity. So Gurmaj, one back question uh, along with that then. Then if, if, will everyone progress from Vaikuntha to um, uh, Ram's abode to Goloka eventually? Because we say that everywhere there are devotees and they are in their place where they need to be. But we are approaching Golok, saying that's where we need to be. 
Is it not a gradual progression that everybody reaches Golok anyway at the end? As Sanatana Goswami points out throughout the Brihat Bhagavatam Rita, each devotee feels fully satisfied and uh, that his or her method of worshiping the Lord is the best. Even though, even as they appreciate the others, uh, they still, uh, you'll see in the first part of Brihat Bhagavatam Rita that when Narada is um, <clears throat> investigating who's gotten the most, who gets the most, who's gotten the most mercy from the Lord, each one says, it's not me, it's him. And they keep pointing to other devotees. And thus he follows this hierarchy all the way up into Vrajadam, where the gopis say, it's not us, we're the just, you know, the, <laughs> we're lowly servants, and it's everybody else. That's the mood of the devotees anyway. But at the same time, those who are worshiping the Lord in a particular way feel that this is, um, this is the pinnacle. There's no sense that, um, I, you know, I wish I had got a, you know, a Cadillac instead of a, you know, a Volkswagen. They're complete, they're, this is one of the points that Mahaprabhu was making in that pastime. Thank you, Guru Okay, so thank, nice. you. thank you. So Deva much. Vrata, was that you uh, earlier trying to get in? Yes, it was. Okay, go right ahead. Um, I'm just curious to know about the position of our attachment to Navadweep Dham and its connection to um, entrance into Vrindavan, because it seems like Vrindavan is kind of like a lofty goal, particularly for like the state of people in Kali Yuga, uh, speaking for myself. And it just, it seems like such a lofty goal, but Mayapur, Navadweep, that seems more approachable, at least with where I'm at now. So I'm just interested in hearing about the connection of developing attachment for Navadweep and Mayapur and if how that how that brings about our attachment for Raj. Well, because Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahi Anya. And he's in the form of devotee. He's uh, distributing love for, for himself, which is a unique opportunity. And therefore, all our acharyas point out, when I say all, I, I'll name a few, like Naratam Das Thakur, in his song, Gorangera Dutipada, and um, in, the, he, in that song, he mentions poetically how when you dive into the Sankirtan movement, the ocean of the Sankirtan movement, you come out on the shore of the pastimes of Radha and Krishna and Vrindavan, and Prabodhananda Saraswati Thakur says, Yata Yata Gorapadaravinde, that when you worship the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya, then in your heart, you naturally develop love for Radha and Krishna. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Navadit Dhammahatmya says that by worshiping Lord Chaitanya and Dasyaras, then one um, naturally starts to develop the, uh, the higher mellows of worshiping uh, Krishna in Vrindavan. So that's the magic of, of Navadit Dham, which is non-different from Vrindavan. They're the same abode, but Vrindavan is called Madhurya, it's sweet, 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 sweet. As we heard here, the sweetness, of, even we heard it when, huh, you could sense it when, when Gopa Kumar is coming into Ayodhya and the monkeys come over and they say, give me that flute, they're grabbing at him. And just hearing about, you know, the fact that he has a flute and then we hear about Krishna and, and Vrindavan, it's the sweetest. But when you get to 
Navadvip Dham, then you have Audarya, which means the, the distribution of that sweetness. So it's like, you know, a pot full of sweet nectar, but then in Ayodhya, it's overflowing and it's being distributed to, to people everywhere. So when you enter into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, when you enter into Navadvip, you'll inevitably um, become more and more qualified to worship Radha and Krishna. So Prabhupada points out in the Chaitanya Charamrita, there are different devotees even in that realm. Some devotees, they're more inclined to worship uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Some are inclined to worship Radha Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And some, Gaudiya Vaishnavas are more, although they worship all of them, they're, they're most attracted to Radha and Krishna. And then in the Brahma Sanghita, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur says that some devotees, they reside simultaneously in uh, Raj and in Navadvip in their eternal pastimes, because the soul can be in two places at once. So there are, there are varieties and unlimited opportunities, but um, they all, all of them come through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's why Prabodhananda Saraswati says, Forget everything else you heard or anybody else you worshipped. This is the best. <laughs> Chaitanya, there's nobody better than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Nobody. Thank you, Prabhu. Okay, uh, there was uh, one more, I think. There are some on Facebook also. Okay. Okay. Was somebody online that, on Zoom that was going to ask a question and then I cut him off? I forget who it was. Hare Krishna was... Guru Maharaj. Uh, this is Shamalangi Devi Dasi. Yes, Shamalangi. Uh, I just had a comment uh, because you read about Murari Gupta and that verse where, you know, Mahaprabhu says that uh, if the devotee by any chance, you know, leaves the Lord, the Lord will go and, you know, pull his hair and yeah. bring him back. Yeah. So I just remembered it was, it was actually mentioned where Sanatan Goswami goes to meet Mahaprabhu in Puri and he talks about Anupam, his brother, who yes. had, like, you know, he had passed away and Anupam or Vallabha, he was also a, a devotee of Lord Rama. And uh, Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami tried to persuade him that, you know, even he worships uh, Krishna. And he tried, but he couldn't sleep all night. And finally, in the morning, he kind of uh, acknowledged that, no, it's not possible for me. I cannot leave the Lord. And then Mahaprabhu speaks these uh, verses. They are like my favorite. So when you read, I was really, really very moved. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. That's the other example that's given there in the Chaitanya Charamrita is uh, Balaba. Yes, thank you for that. Okay, and what's else on uh, Facebook? So, um, Bhakta Alex Hari now actually also like the same verse that uh, Shamlangi Mantiji is, uh, mentions us now. Lord brings him back after dragging him by the hair. So he liked that. Uh, we have also a comment from Anuradha Susevni Devi Dasi. And she's commenting on the two incidents that you read, Murari Gupta and Gopakumar. And so she says that these two incidents remind her of Karanji Narsingham in Ahovilam. When Narsingha Dev appears in front of Hanuman after being pleased by his tapasya, Hanuman says, you are not the lord of my heart. My lord is Ram. He has a bow and arrow. Lord Narsingha Dev tried to convince, but Hanuman was not accepting the lord in that form. And then Narsingha Dev had to come with a bow and arrow since Hanuman saw and then once Hanuman saw this form, Hanuman was satisfied and he was very happy. So this Narsimhadev with the bow and arrow stands under a Karanja tree. So he's called as Karanja Narsimhadev. Thank you for that, taking us there to Ahobalam. 
and um, there's um, Rupamandri Mataji. She okay. says that uh, uh, we who have felt the call to aspire to Golok Vrindavan in under Rupanuga Guru Varga are so fortunate and blessed. We are all biased towards our own direction, but we followers of Rupa Goswami must feel we really got great good fortune. That's a fact. <laughs> Hare Krishna Prabhu. Yes? Yeah, I, I just was, I was so happy when you said that uh, uh, you could stay at two places. Like, you know, we're so attached <laughs> to Mahaprabhu and we also attached to sure. Radha Krishna. So that was, that was amazing. And I was also thinking um, that uh, all, all of us, like, you know, the, devote, the ISKCON devotees, they're all probably uh, souls that have fallen down from uh, Rajadam. And uh, those people who are getting connected to some other parampara, uh, and that's what they feel is the highest. It, does that mean they all have fallen down from uh, some other Vaikuntha Dham? Um, well, actually, the way Rupa Goswami puts it in the Bhakti Samrita Sindhu is that uh, one's predilection for a particular kind of devotional service has come by Sadhu Sangha. And so he doesn't mention this, uh, that they fell down from a particular place. That's not uh, elaborated upon anywhere in the, in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. But he does say that, that there's a way in which, because of our previous association and past lives with, um, with a particular kind of, of devotee, we develop a, 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 we have that predilection in this life to carry over um, from that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. But the topic, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a very, very subtle uh, topic that uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says can be realized through chit samadhi. In other words, trying to uh, envision um, being in a, in a spiritual environment and now we're in this uh, material environment ruled by time. Uh, from our perspective here, uh, it's impossible to understand. So one has to, uh, w how one fell down or where, where one fell down from. Therefore, one must aspire for um, chit samadhi or, or absorption in um, one's spiritual consciousness. And from that position, one can understand if the Lord wants him to, if it's even necessary. It's not even necessary, actually, ultimately. Uh, Shraddha, you had another point? Uh, yeah, there's some that from chat and Renu Gita Mataji is monitoring it, so she sent them here. There's a question from Kautu Karnava, and uh, Prabhu, he's, uh, he's uh, he offering you his respects, and his question is, since Ravana also chanted Lord Rama's name and thought of him fearfully again and again, even thought inimically, so should he not get liberation? And is being enchanted with Lord's name and form? another condition over and above this. Well, Rupa Goswami has mentioned that he didn't, uh, he didn't have cognition that he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead, didn't have a full enough cognition. He thought of him as some extraordinary human being. And yes, of course, it's always um, purifying to chant uh, the Lord's names. But specifically, we find that throughout the Lagu Bhagavatamrita that um, those demons who were annihilated, killed by 
Lord Krishna were liberated immediately. This is uh, the great power of, of Lord Krishna and his uh, pastimes. Then there's Hare, a question. Hare, Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Uh-huh. Aha. Yeah, that is KP. No, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Uh, Prabhuji, can I ask a question? Yes, yes, please, Prabhu. We are so happy to hear your voice. Uh, Prabhuji, uh, uh, this morning, this first time, I not attended Mangalarti. I did Mangalarti at home, but it's always Ram Nomi. Uh, we have visited Mangalarti and our temple opened on Ram Nomi. I was thinking, Prabhu, this morning that uh, we have car, I have gas, and I can go to temple, but you know, Krishna, why Krishna put us into this kind of a uh, okay. situation? You know, so uh, I, I just a question? To... Yes, Prabhu. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you some answers. Yes, sir. Uh, this came from one of my um, dear God brothers. Okay, here's some uh, nine COVID-19 lessons from Ramayan. Are you ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> Keep your camera on because I want to see your reaction. <laughs> Number one, on the orders of his king, Ram accepted 14 years of Van Vas without hesitation. We have only been given some days of Grihavas. We can accept that cheerfully. Okay. Two, if Bharat could manage to administer an entire kingdom without being in the city, then we can manage to do our work from home. <laughs> Three, Kaikei believed in rumors that seemed to be in her favor and caused total destruction. Be very careful in what you believe and share. Four, Lakshman was completely vigilant and kept guard for 14 years. We can be vigilant for some days and prevent the virus from entering our homes. Five, Mother Sita was confined to Ashok Vatika for a whole year and was subjected to harsh mental torture, but she kept her spirits up by thinking of the Lord. We can definitely do the same. Six, Hanuman changed his size, his approach, his strategy continuously as the situation demanded but ensured the job was done. We need to be a bit innovative to make sure we complete our tasks and accept the changing circumstances. Seven, Shatrugna did the work of managing the family and executing the orders of Bharat without any credit seeking. There are so many Shatrugnas who are quietly serving the society in various ways. Let us remember them and be grateful to them. Wow. Eight, Ravan had so much, but he always craved for more and remained insecure. Let us not hoard things because in this situation, taking more than needed is actually like stealing from someone else. And nine, even though surrounded by negativity from all sides, Bibishan managed to keep himself mentally engaged in positive thinking. Let us also practice social distancing from all negativity around us. Thank you. Maybe I can take the notes from you too. Yeah, sure, I'll send them to you. Oh, thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Good to see you, SKP. Okay, and, so uh, let's see if there's any more questions or comments. Yeah, there was one by Mayank Agarwal. He's in a cab, so he just you know texted. His question is that, is it possible for a devotee to be 
attached to one of the Shaktiya Vesh avatars like Jesus Christ? Well, obviously, yeah. People are attached to Jesus Christ. Very much so. People become attached to all kinds of uh, manifestations of the, of, of the Lord, both in the material world and in the spiritual world as well. I mean, all we ever become attached to is the Lord. Is, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita at the end um, of uh, chapter um, a 10, he said, uh, everything that you see that's uh, opulent in this world is springs from about a spark of my splendor. So all these uh, opulences are, are actually representations of Krishna. Prabhupada mentions uh, in, his, um, in his purports, even some people, they worshipped Hitler because during the war they got all kinds of riches, so they thought he was some kind of you know, personality. I'm not comparing Jesus to Hitler at all, but I'm just saying that um, th this, is the, this is the eternal occupation of the living entity, to worship somebody. As a last, um, or I think about five years ago, I read a song was by, um, by Bob Dylan. You got to serve somebody. Maybe I can find it. Yeah, you got to serve somebody. There it is. Hey, um, this is a song he wrote. The Poet Laureate, Bob Dylan. You've heard of him? Yes? No? My last through you. <laughs> You, yeah. you mentioned him in the That's time. so funny that you, he's quintessentially an American. Uh, you may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You might like to dance. He sing. This is a song, like a folk song. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of pearls. You, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Anyway, it goes on from there, uh, just giving a, a long list of people you, that you're going to serve one way or the other. So, yeah, uh, you'll find Gopal Kumar. He goes up to the Shiva's abode, and there's, there are uh, unlimited living entities that are attached to Lord Shiva. And uh, living beings become attached to various um, forms of the personality of God. When Gopal Kumar's uh, just about to enter into Vaikuntha, he sees unlimited varieties of forms, and they're not of the Lord, they're of the devotees, because these devotees have been uh, so appreciative of a particular form of the Lord, even some of his animal forms, that uh, they worship, and then they, um, they take on that characteristic themselves in Vaikuntha. So yes, there, there are unlimited relationships as there are unlimited living entities in their relationship with the Lord. What else? Maharaj? Yes? Um, I have a question, Maharaj. Go right ahead. Um, there is so much negativity in this material world, you know. Negativity? Yes. Really? Um, so a conditioned soul, sometimes people criticize Sometimes people gossip. Sometimes people, you know, always um, talking bad things. So this negativity, does it only torment a conditioned soul or does it even affect the liberated souls? Well, it affects them in different, different ways. For somebody who's attached to the body, 
to have somebody gossip against you is very painful because then you think, oh, my reputation is being diminished. So it's hurtful. Uh, uh, however, you know, a, a liberated soul, like um, find Judd Bharat, when he was berated by Maharaj Rahugana, who was calling him all kinds of names and being very sarcastic with him, because as you know, in the story in the fifth canto, Maharaj, uh, Judd Bharat was being recruited as people just thought he was a wandering mendicant, and he was, but they thought he was like deaf and dumb, but he was very strong. So they had him carry the king's palanquin, but he wasn't carrying it properly because he was trying to avoid stepping on ants because he was compassionate. And then when the king screamed at him uh, and, and yelled invectives at him, uh, Judd Barth said, you know, all these things you're saying, they're all about my body. They're not about me. So he doesn't see, he's not affected in the same way. Of course, uh, when Krishna is playing the part of a human being and the Shamantaka jewel is stolen and there's a rumor that he was involved. So Krishna goes out and tries to clear his name. It's so sweet. As these pastimes where Krishna, he acts like a, an ordinary human being. <laughs> so uh, this kind of gossip and criticism and so forth that is, um, is meant to harm others, it comes from Icha Dvesha. Krishna says, Icha Dvesha Samutena Dvando Mohina Bharata Sarva Bhutani Samoham Sarge Yanti Parantapa. People are born into this because of their uh, connection to the false ego in the material world, thinking they're their bodies. But when somebody's a liberated soul, no, they're not affected by that, um, that um, type of uh, interaction with people. And Krishna tells us that in the 12th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, that those types of devotees are equipoised, even when they're play, praised or they're blamed, they're not, um, that, that they're not disturbed by it. He said that that endears the devotee to Krishna very much. And Ranath Maharaj told me once, he said, if, if you, take, you take more credit than is due to you, then later on you get the karma that someone will criticize you without any reason. <laughs> Okay, we have a time for one more question. And now we got time for three fourths of a question. <laughs> um, there's a reflection. Yes. So this is Dina Corsetto's Zakas. I hope I pronounced her name correctly. Uh, she's thanking you for the live stream and then this particular one. It's a blessing each time I hear from you. Thank you for the hard work of letting us know to follow along too. Dwarka Leela Devidasi from St. Petersburg. Hare Krishna. So, well, thanks for the whole team that's uh, putting these broadcasts together so nicely. And thanks for Shraddha Devidasi for announcing it all the time, letting everybody know. I just show up, that's all. Well, thank you, Marat, for the service. Anita Purhut Mataji says that uh, the lessons she's learning from all that you saw is very, very amazing. She likes that. There are, there are requests for those lessons learned. <laughs> comparing oh, yeah. them. I was trying to copy them. Let me see if I can do that. I'll just put them right down here. Yeah, or you, you can forward it to me and I can post it with you. Whatever no, works I tried to put it in the text box, but yeah, it wasn't copying okay. for some reason. Okay. 
Huh, it just bonks me. It doesn't want to go in for some reason. I'll send it later. Okay. Not to the Armarman. Not to the Armarman. Not to the Armarman. Not to the Armarman. Hey, not to the Armarman. Not to the Armarman. Not to the Armarman. Not to the Armarman.